0: Make sure that you get your hands on Midwife Pip's Guide to a Positive Birth Book now and are empowered to have the birth experience that you deserve. Hello, I'm Pip and welcome to the Midwife Pip podcast. Part of my mission in ensuring your pregnancy, birth and motherhood journeys are supported, positive, and empowering. Are you ready? Let's get chatting. Being a new mum is tough as it is, but having a little one who is struggling on a daily basis with allergies, intolerances, and all the associated symptoms makes this challenge so much more intense. Today, I'm chatting with a wonderful new mummy Roxy Winstanley, who is navigating life with her gorgeous little girl B, who has got multiple allergies, including that to dairy and soya, amongst many, many others. So, welcome, Roxy and B, who's come to join us, which is very exciting. Hi, thank you for having us. And it, it should have just been me, but obviously. Nap time didn't go to plan this morning, so <laughs> it never does. It never does. But guarantee tomorrow, when you've got nothing to do, she'll yeah. sleep for like two hours. It's just the way they know. Always the way. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Well, we'll see whether <laughs> Finley joins us as well. It might be a whole family affair. We'll <laughs> see how we get on. But congratulations, because you were just saying, B is coming up four months old now, which is yeah. exciting and terrifying in equal measures. <laughs> yeah,
1: it is. think should be be four months next Thursday, and like we were just saying, it's. It really is scary how fast time goes as a new mum and I'm like oh I'll go back
0: to work in October please slow down. I know and did you find that in pregnancy everyone was like just enjoy them they grow so fast and you're like yeah 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 now you're like oh my gosh yeah they do.
1: (laughs) So quick just I look at pictures of like when she's like first born she's like sat on my hand and I'm like I need like a
0: sling to try and hold her up now she's that heavy <laughs> I know Aww. so Roxy I think it's probably fair to say that um I mean from the outside looking in your pregnancy seemed fairly straightforward and you seem to keep me healthy and active and that seemed really really quite smooth sailing your pregnancy yeah. itself I, I was
1: so lucky I mean first trimester it's it's rough and all I did was yeah. sleep and, and eat beige food and yeah. you know, a bit <laughs> that lasted all day but like a hangover without the joys of alcohol the night before um yeah, yeah, yeah. it's not fair is it <laughs> so yeah I was I was so lucky you know I stayed active all the way through to 41 plus five when she decided to finally make an appearance but no <laughs> yeah I, I love pregnancy I think that was because I was I was lucky you know you hear these poor women that have got to whether they've suffering with morning sickness that lasts all the way through, or help, like girdle pain kicks in, but now I was, she was, she was a nice baby for mum to carry.
0: I, <laughs> uh, yeah, do you know what though, I think sometimes you start yourself short there, because definitely there's probably an element of luck and genetics that is just the cards we're dealt with but also you really looked after yourself and that plays a massive role like if you did get pregnant and then decide you were going to sit on the sofa for nine months and eat mcdonald's you are much more likely to get pelvic girdle pain and you know not have such a healthy pregnancy but you kept really active you kept training you were obviously in touch with your nutrition and what you were kind of doing to your body so i think actually you need to take some credit for the pregnancy that you had as well
1: yeah, I I was. I mean, I was really active before I got pregnant, and it was key for me—not just for my mental health of staying active, but I wanted to stay as active as I could, obviously, for a healthy pregnancy. And I was speaking to my woman's health physio that did the mummy MOT for me, and she said because of the amount of like glute training I was doing, that probably really helped with my my pelvic girdle pain because it just kept everything strong. My core was strong, glutes were strong, so. I mean, the size that my bump got to, it's probably a good, a good thing that I had some struggle that balanced me that way.
0: (laughs) I love it. I love it. But yeah, amazing. And then birth came and for you, Roxy, you had quite a significant hemorrhage, didn't you? So your, your kind of, I guess, birth and then start of motherhood was a massive period of recovery Like your body went through um a huge 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 ordeal which must have been terrifying psychologically but also took a lot of rehabilitation physically
1: yeah it was I think I'd had such like a nice pregnancy I'd enjoyed it obviously it got to 41 plus five and I remember messaging you I was like how can I get this baby out? I'm ready (laughs) (laughs) but um yeah my waters broke at 41 plus five but that's when they detected preeclampsia. And the whole pregnancy had been absolutely fine. It was just when I went in to get my waters checked, they were like, right, you're now a high-risk pregnancy. You're staying in. We need to induce you. And so I didn't get the labour that, you know, I'd wanted. But I made it the best I could. I wanted the water birth, and I didn't want monitoring. But obviously with the situation, it was then continuous monitoring um, in a bed. But I just made sure I was active throughout. You know, not once did I get on that bed.
0: Good was, for you. Think, that's
1: amazing. I think at one point I was on all fours, but yeah, never got on the bed. Just carried on walking around. um But then, yeah, it was. I'd do labour again tomorrow. I I absolutely loved it. I've never felt more powerful as a woman as as what happened. And then, 36 hours later, she she made her appearance, and I thought you know everything was fine. And then I could see the midwife's face change, and the red button got pushed, and yeah I think because the labour had been that long my uterus just wouldn't contract afterwards and at that point the placenta had it came away in bits so I was rushed off to to theatre while daddy did you know the golden hour at first which I got once I'd woken back up from theatre um, and luckily I'd harvested colostrum Um so he could give her give her that while I was in and then yeah I lost four and a half litres mm-hmm. of blood and four blood transfusions later and bit of a long four-hour operation but yeah it was I don't think as a through pregnancy you can prepare yourself for for what what happened and I think mentally when I woke up I was you know you dazed you don't know what's gone on and I think the biggest shock for me like you said was the physical like my blood pressure was just all over the place I'd stand up and get dizzy um Mm. we were in the hospital for a full week just while I tried to recover and I think that's been one of the, the hardest things of trying to get my body back to where, you know, postpartum's hard anyway, plus you've had poor blood transfusions and the doctors say, like, you need
0: to rest. I'm like, I've just got a newborn baby. How am I meant to rest after an operation? But- oh my gosh, the irony, isn't it, of like <laughs> trying to rest post-motherhood. And and I think that's such a good point, Roxy, because, you know, we know that we hemodilate in pregnancy to protect us against a degree of blood loss. But we do not hemodilate to the state where we're going to protect ourselves against four and a half litres of blood loss. Like That is really significant. Um, and thank goodness that actually you did birth in hospital because, you know, if you'd birthed at home, that transfer time, you know, it could have been a, a really different outcome for you. So you were there in the right place for people to to kind of yeah. support you, which was, which was really important. But yeah. I know that for you, Roxy, having followed you through your pregnancy, you're you're very much like a, or you certainly seem, correct me if I'm wrong, very much like getting on with it, kind of wanting to get back to movement in whatever way that felt right, really wanting to nourish your body and look after yourself, which is fantastic. But you can't really get back to movement, perhaps in the way you'd want to, when you have just lost four and a half liters of blood. And then you had the issue, I suppose, with not being able to nourish yourself in the way you might want to, because of all these allergies that you're navigating with B. Can I take you back to when you kind of perhaps started to notice that something was perhaps wrong with me? Because you've been breastfeeding, haven't you?
1: Yeah, I've been breastfeeding um, since since day one, really. So I was quite quite lucky that you know I wanted to breastfeed, didn't put any pressure on myself. So you know, if I can, I can. But she latched well, and you know, everything seemed to be going well. I mean, then first two weeks, I think I was a you know a zombie, and she was yeah. literally feeding every Ooh, one hour. <laughs> god it was tough um but it got to about 10 days we actually went for a newborn photo shoot and she was just so unsettled um and it was like liquid like diarrhea and um, whenever we took a nappy off you know for the for cute naked photos and it was actually the photographer that said oh you know we had a baby in a month ago two months ago and she was like this and the mum realized that she had cow's milk allergy so I was, like, mm. I was like, I did have fajitas last night for tea. Was it too spicy or or is it this milk allergy? Um, and then I think even as a new mum, you know, I was a first time mum. You know your baby. I know babies cry, but this was just...
0: A different... Was- you know when they're crying because they're a bit bored, they just want to cuddle when there's actually a problem, don't you?
1: Yeah, and you know, everyone said, oh, it's just witching hour. You know, it starts at five o'clock, it'll go on till 11. And I was like it's not that there's something really wrong with her um and you know you, you start you know google you know everyone get gets google google <laughs> google how many yeah. nappy baby have you know how many and you know she was weigh and fine but literally every time I was changing her you know she she pooed and it wasn't a normal you know what is you know how many google pictures have I looked at what is a normal baby poo you know, it was watery, it was mucusy, and there was bits of blood in it and literally every nappy we were changing. Mm. I was like, we're going through 12 nappies and a day. And and then she started with a little bit of a, like a rash that came up like around her jawline. So then that was a trip to a and you start panicking as soon as you. I was going
0: to say, I bet you were terrified at that point, were you?
1: Absolutely terrified because then you're trying to get like a glass to roll it because of where it was. I was like, right, straight to a and let's just go and check. Um, and I again, I asked the, the paediatrician there, like, is this a cow's milk allergy? And I know, and I'm not going to knock doctors because they were they are amazing, but a lot of doctors seem to say, you know, breastfeeding babies can't get allergies. It's just a baby rash, baby acne, you know, and nappies, things like that. Um, so that that was what we thought, and that was I think she was about two weeks old at that point um and then i think it must have been about three four days later i'd gone to my gp and i was like she looks dehydrated you know and they, they ask how many times a day you feed and i think at that point it's like 12 Yeah, <laughs> i've lost count <laughs> um but i said it, it's the nappies like she's going like so much It's literally just like water um and they were like no no she should be fine just make sure you're feeding her um, and that was the night we ended up in hospital with dehydration with her. Um, oh gosh! And it, again, it was speaking to the paediatrician, um, and at the time, my health visitor that had come out to see me them six weeks, she was brilliant, um, and she was like, "Right, something's not right with her." So she pushed for a dietitian appointment, um a lactation specialist appointment, just to make sure you know, was it fast letdown? Was it too much milk not enough hind milk? Is that mm. the cause of it? Um, But then, once I'd seen the dietician and the lactation specialist, that was it. They were just so helpful. Um, And we identified at first the the cow's milk allergy. Yeah. uh, Left it for about a week. She was still, and they say, you know, it can take four, six, eight weeks for all the dairy to come out of your system. Um, But she was just not getting any better. So that's Mm -hmm. when we cut soya. And then she started to really pick up um and i was like god is this what my baby's meant to be like she was happier um and we're getting better um but her skin was still really bad um like she'd get such bad rashes that it looked like it was burning her skin bless her and then the next day it would all like peel and flake off um so she was constantly rubbing her face and at mm-hmm. night you hear hear on it on her crib oh are
0: yeah. we talking about <laughs> you
1: little bee um but so that was where we got our egg um so it was dairy soya and egg and after about two three weeks of her being like that you know everything seemed like it was it was fine she was a lot better um but again there's i think this is the hard thing with allergies there's, she is allergic to other things but we haven't managed to pinpoint exactly what it is um the dietitian had been brilliant and she was really keen on me not to cut I mean, a lot of people cut the top fourteen allergens out of their diet, which you know includes like nuts, beef, uh, lupin. There's so many things. Yeah. Um, So we then cut wheat, gluten, tomato. I looked at tomatoes, Mm -hmm. avocado, coconut. This Mm -hmm. is just. It was getting, and I spent I think that then ten weeks. Okay, what is you now 16 weeks so it must have been about 12 10 to 12 weeks when we thought we were getting there I just cried all the time because I was you blame yourself I think especially when you're breastfeeding them um and I'll try not to get upset now but like every time I was feeding it, I was like it's, it's my
0: milk that's causing this and I'm mm-hmm. trying to cut everything out and you're uh, trying to do the best thing right by breastfeeding because you know there's so many benefits and you're in this horrible catch twenty two, like, I wanna give you all the you know, those antibodies and that powerful goodness, but I don't want to give you something that's gonna upset you and and I you must have like second guessed every single thing that passed your lips.
1: It, it, it got to a point like the weekly shop was then taking like two to three hours because everything we were putting in ah, I had to yes. uh um, you're tired. Yeah. You're good
0: <laughs> oh bless us bye
1: <laughs> um, uh. yeah every, the back of every food label I had to check mm. um and then there was I joined like a Facebook group and occasionally they'd put up things saying you know Bourneville biscuits have now changed their ingredients so it's like oh, what gosh. I could eat Bourneville chocolate so um yeah shopping took forever and then trying to go out for like a nice meal it was you know and there's so many restaurants that are they have their allergen menus and they cater especially to you, but the day after she'd be upset
0: and I was like was it cross-contamination was there something in the food that they didn't know and it was just so then you can't even enjoy that experience because you're constantly right oh my gosh Roxy and really hard for you because you were I'm sure when you when you were thinking about your postnatal recovery I know there was the exercise element that that you were really keen on but I'm sure there was probably a nutrition element that you were also really keen on you know making sure you were getting that protein to recover so then when you can't eat like dairy and eggs that are very handy go-to quick mum source the protein you're like yeah what do I do what you know I can't eat you know eating nuts you know it's where where do you even go how have you how have you managed to eat anything I suppose because I'm thinking what what can you eat we're just taking a mini pause so that I can talk to you about baby poo On average, parents will change almost 2,000 nappies a year and the contents of your baby's nappies can give you a lot of information about their health and well-being. Baby poo can come in a whole range of colours, textures and smells. For reassurance, sign up to aptoclub.co.uk to take a look at their handy baby poop chart
1: um it's a lot of like meat and veg which is yes it's healthy but like you said that's what to so remember my partner going I don't understand why you're not eating enough protein and I was like because I can't get a cook chicken or a steak or something while I've got a baby clinging
0: onto me feeding, yeah. feeding. um and I guess you probably can't buy like pre-cooked chicken because often no. that's contaminated with a bit of wheat or something isn't it yeah
1: that that's what was hard and I was like well I'll just buy pre-packed chicken and then yeah. if you wanted like Cajun chicken there was milk in it or if there was wheat in pre-packed chicken so I mean I've been quite I say lucky but a lot of the time when I was working I did a lot of, like meal prep and um, I always tried to eat a healthy diet so it was just used yeah. to eating like cooked chicken and vegetables like yeah. on the side of a road outside a farm um, <laughs> but, that's pretty much what I've had to do but it's things like you know you go to new mum clubs and everyone goes for cups of teas and biscuits or yeah. friends are like over a cup of tea and a cake or a nice meal and I'm like I can't like I can't run that risk of mm. of anything passing through my milk
0: and obviously into hair. so I mean yeah, a of- Roxy it's amazing that you have been so dedicated to breastfeeding and i hope as b grows up you let her know <laughs> what you have sacrificed <laughs> to keep giving her the goodness of your breast milk because that is in- like absolutely incredible so absolute hat off to you I'm, I'm not sure i would have had the strength or resilience to to keep going like you have so absolutely incredible i just wonder has it ever crossed your mind to stop breastfeeding this episode is brought to you by snapple
1: um multiple times I just when we first found out about the allergies I remember saying well I'll just put her on special formula then it's going to be easier and then it was people easier to control
0: I suppose in a way that's what I'm thinking because you know exactly what's gone in it whereas you eat different stuff or maybe not anymore but you were eating different stuff every day (laughs)
1: yeah so I I debated it then but then because I was I loved I love breastfeeding and I didn't think I was going to be one of them women because I'm normally so. I need to know what she's, you know, what I'm eating. And I thought, you know, at least with the formula I could know. Right, she's had six ounces, and with yeah. breastfeeding, I have no idea. Yeah. You just hope that, you know, all it is is are they having wet nappies? Are they <laughs> gaining weight? And she she was doing all of them. Um, you tired, aren't you? Oh bless her. <laughs> um, and then obviously the best thing for a and egg that had been damaged by the cow's milk allergy. Was the antibodies in my breast milk? So mm. I was like, no, we'll get her through it, we'll keep going. Um, and then if anyone follows me on Instagram, I did attempt to move her to formula. I think it was last month, because I was my mental health was on the floor. I was mm. just crying all the time. It was causing arguments with Scott because I was he was like, just stop. And I was like, I don't it's want it's not
0: that easy, is it? It's so hard.
1: So um, the doctor was, my GP was brilliant and had prescribed like a really hypoallergenic amino acid formula. Um, so we finally got it taking a bottle. I remember again, I messaged you yeah. and I was like, I won't
0: take a bottle, what can I do? I know. Um, Which was bottle- another stress, right? Because I, I felt the stress of when Finley wasn't taking a bottle and I could easily just breastfeed him. You know, I didn't have all this going on. So you had that like, my get out, if, if we can call it that, is to give her this specialist formula. But if she doesn't take a bottle, that isn't even an option anymore.
1: Yeah, <laughs> that's why. They prescribed this formula and then I'd put her in the bottle and she'd literally just look at me like, mum, <laughs> what's yeah, this? What's is this? Yeah, what's rest- this? Yeah, yeah. Nice. Oh. Um, and then at that point, I think we'd got down to like two bottles a day just so if I wanted to go to the gym or you know, oh. I wanted to get my hair done, um, my mum could have her and I wasn't under time constraint of right two hours I need to go back and feed her yeah yeah. Um, but then it was the emotional side of thinking I'm not ready to stop breastfeeding yet like I absolutely I, I, I love breastfeeding um so right that was it so we put her back onto breast milk full time and then we went out for a meal on a Saturday afternoon I think it was and then the next day she was horrendous again and oh. although I specified allergens like that I needed she just reacted and um, that's when I spoke to my dietician I was like what am I going to do at weaning because that's the big one yeah. that's coming in a few months and I was like if I'm still breastfeeding her full time is she reacting to my milk is she reacting to the food I've given her I was like I think that's going to be the biggest minefield. So, my plan is over the next couple of months to try and wean her onto formula just for, and I know a lot of people don't, or, you know, they'll say just carry on breastfeeding. But because there's still things that she's
0: reacting to that we haven't managed to pinpoint. It's not just I, one I, thing, is it? That's the thing. You've got this whole spectrum and you've got like three major allergens that you know, but potentially loads of other ones that you don't know yeah. yet.
1: Yeah. So, I thought, you know, what if I give her, you know, a banana? and she reacts but has it been something I've eaten in my breast milk or is she allergic to banana and it's
0: just you're never going to be able to pinpoint the things are you if you've got two sources and yeah Um, so we're on again two bottles of formula today and
1: like you said it's so hard like the logistics that goes into making bottles I'm just and I get to a point where I'm like oh do you know it's easy I'll just whip my boob out like at the service station I don't have to worry and I'm trying to be quite no don't put your
0: boob out you know give her the bottle she's taking it well now and but then you've got the issue of right I need to pump because my boobs are that full oh my god what and that you? takes more time because then you've got a pu- oh my gosh what's <laughs> it I've got you bottles. To- super mum honestly To but yeah you I mean your juggle is is just <laughs> ridiculous isn't it like you're Properly, jagged. I feel like you've absolutely done the most incredible job for B. But as a result, it's been the hardest thing for you. Like there was, you've definitely not made it easy for yourself because you wanted to do the best for her. Which is, you know, kudos to being an incredible mum. Like you've you've done an awesome job. And I'm sure there's days where you feel like you're not, but you you definitely definitely are. You need to give yourself a big pat on the back because, oh my gosh, it just must. I don't know. How, I don't know how you're doing it. It must be so so tough has do you think people take allergies seriously enough because I'm just thinking when you go to restaurants and you're like I can't have blah 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 do do you feel like people really take it seriously enough and understand the actual impact of you eating one of those um, allergens
1: it's a tough one like that there has been a few restaurants that are brilliant and they'll clean the grill down and they'll cook my food separately um others I think when they can see, I remember saying to one, oh, I haven't got the allergens, but my baby's got the allergies. Then it was, oh, what you, wait, that's not a thing. You know, they didn't take yeah. it serious then, so now I just say it's me that I've got the allergies. Um, but I'll admit, though, before I've had to deal with, with these allergies that it's something I didn't think about. When you set off on your breastfeeding journey, you don't even think, oh, my baby's going to be allergic to something that I'm eating. Um mm-hmm. But there's so many mums out there that are dealing with babies with allergies and you know there's multiple Facebook groups and I was like wow like I'm, I'm not alone there are other mums and it and it is a normal thing that you know quite a few babies do seem to struggle with in that first like couple of years um but you know you do get comments from from other mums that are like oh you know well back when I had my eldest you know no none of these babies had allergies so I don't know why all babies have allergies now and that probably upsets me more you know you just like no she has got an allergy you went up with her like she's screaming and covered in rashes
0: and, and nappies and my gosh I mean you wouldn't choose this would you <laughs> you're not going to make it up you've not made you know it's it's just really tough really tough and that's why you know we wanted to have this chat today isn't it to raise awareness and for other women that might go through what you and B have been through is to realize actually there is there is loads of other mums and babies trying to navigate this so please don't yeah. sit at home you know sh- struggling on your own because just knowing someone else is going through the same struggle is such great support isn't it
1: yeah, it is like though. Even this week at a baby class, you know, some mum mentioned it because their little baby had a rash, and I was like, "Oh, she's she's an allergy baby too." You know, there's yeah. you, know, we, you can talk and you can you get advice from other people and see what they've done or how they're finding it. And although it's been a, a struggle with my diet and it's been a massive overhaul, there's so many choices out there now that um you know dairy free, egg free, a lot of vegan foods it's fine to eat the hardest one for me has been soya because it is in everything, everything. Like, all I want is like a piece of toast and I can't because there's soya in, in bread um you know in so many foods that you didn't think that it'd be in and like a lot of vegan ice cream it's like now it contains
0: soya I'm like oh god <laughs> oh gosh yeah like you've probably done more reading in this last four months than you've ever done in your life just by reading packets of food and analyzing yeah. it all. Oh, Roxy, you are incredible. And you are definitely, I think, an inspiration to mums out there that are struggling because you have kept rallying through and sharing on social media, which is, which is really powerful. So thank you for using your platform to support other people as well, because I know that will have helped so, so many other mums. I wonder if you could give us three top tips to other mums that are experiencing, navigating life with a baby with allergies? Uh, Number one, trust your instinct.
1: Um, I think I went to three different GPs that dismissed that breastfed babies can't get allergies. The amount of protein that passed through your breast milk isn't enough to cause a reaction. And it was only because I kept going back with, you know, printing off research from from the internet and going in and being like, no, there is something wrong Mm. with my baby. I'm not just an overprotective first time mum that worries over everything. I was like, mum's instinct is, you know, everyone says it. And until you are a mum, you know, mum's instinct is probably the best thing. And it's me pushing constantly. So if you think there's something wrong with you, but like we said before, the baby's crying because they're hungry or they need a nappy changing or they just want to cuddle or her favourite one when she's
0: overtired but won't now. Um, yeah, you know that that overtired cry is a bit relentless, but it's different to pain or discomfort, isn't it?
1: So I think that would be um, number one is obviously trust you. If you think there's something wrong, then keep pushing. Two is reach out to other people. You know, there are Facebook groups. There is a cow's milk protein allergy breastfeeding group um, on Facebook, and that has been a lifesaver for me. You know, people post recipe ideas or new foods that they found. And just, you know, does this nappy look normal? Is that mucus in the nappy? It's just really helpful that there's a community of women. So I'd definitely say, like, reach out, try and, you know, find other allergy mums.
0: What was and, the Facebook group called, Roxy? Sorry, just for anyone listening. Um remember? It's CMPA Breastfeeding.
1: Um, okay, so I that in onto the search bar. Um, so one of my friends recommended that, and that's been a lifesaver. Um, and then number three is, which I keep telling myself, It not forever like my breastfeeding journey it's not going to be for her entire life and I'm just you know whether it's six months whether it's eight months that I do breastfeeding it's a short time in my life that I can't go and have a pizza or some ice cream um but yeah I will be reminding her when she's older or when we're arguing when she's hit her teenage years and I'm accused of not loving her or being a bad
0: mom (laughs) for six months because of you Oh, what is going to be that food that you have when you are free from worrying about allergens what is going to be that meal that you go for I bet you been salivating pizza
1: <laughs> all through pregnancy it's all it's all I wanted but I don't know I had like a bit of an aversion to, and I don't know why because all I was eating was cheese and milk while I was pregnant but for some reason I couldn't stomach pizza mm-hmm. and that's usually my favorite food so I was like right I want pizza and I didn't even get a chance once I'd oh. had her. And okay. I was
0: like, oh, it's literally been like just <laughs> what a pizza. Oh, yeah. that pizza is coming, Roxy. <laughs> it's coming. <laughs> oh, and B has been an absolute gem. Bless her. Snuggled into her mummy. Very mm-hmm. tired. Um, thank you so much for joining us. You are both doing an amazing job together. And I wish you all the best, Roxy, moving forward. I will obviously keep following your story on Instagram. Um, and I hope that you have a A smoother rest of your journey as you start to navigate weaning as well.
1: Yeah, hopefully. Yeah, that's what
0: what I thought. Like, once she latched well in hospital, you were feeding,
1: and she's gained weight. I mean, obviously, not as much as Finley, because I just love how, like, how many rolls Finley's
0: got. I don't know why this child's so big, honestly. He's huge. He's absolutely massive.
1: (laughs) He's gorgeous. But yeah, she was, you know, gaining weight. And I was like, oh, wow, like, my boobs, go boobs. And then this happened, and I was like, Feel robbed of your journey, but um hopefully it starts to get a little bit easier and we can still carry on
0: feeding her. So you are super mum. You are super mum, Roxy. (laughs) Honestly, the the biggest, the biggest well done. You're doing an amazing job, and B is gorgeous. She is super scrummy. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you for tuning in today. I hope you've enjoyed this episode as much as I did. I'd be hugely grateful if you could take a moment to leave a quick review. It honestly means the world to me to hear from you as a listener and of course to ensure you don't miss upcoming episodes hit subscribe too. Remember I'm here to support you through pregnancy, birth and beyond through my range of pregnancy, birth prep and postpartum courses at midwifepip.com. I hope to get to know you better and to help you on your empowering journey soon.